0: Welcome to Rice is Rice, a podcast about the British East Asian experience on all things Asian and not. I'm Agina. I'm Connor. I'm Jem. And um, I still get ID'd everywhere I go, including for Red Bull.
1: Red Bull? Red Bull? Yes, because oh, yeah,
2: apparently like I don't look like I'm 16. 16, yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's it's, really and it's surprising. True.
1: Yeah. Since gaming became a massive thing, they've oh, put a on energy drinks.
2: I didn't know that. Um, I don't actually get ID'd anymore. I don't, I don't know whether ID. that's because people around here are very lazy mm. and they don't like give a shit either way, so. or because I don't think I look. I still think I look quite young. I think you look young, but yeah. I, again, again, I know. I, know but, I look like, young. I you yeah, you look like look sixteen. Young. Yeah, when you're like wearing just a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. Like you're not dressed up or anything.
0: You it's look
1: like, young. You yeah, definitely Asian. look like you could
0: be a teenager. It's, a, it's the Asian genes. We Asian look jeans young for sure. forever. So when I'm
1: 50, I'm going to look like I'm 30. and get yeah, all those 30-year-old all girls, yeah. right?
0: Can you imagine yeah. my, my dad is turning 50 next year? It's crazy. He looks, yeah, really, he looks young. really young. He looks really young. I, I get messages all the time from, like whenever I put them on my Instagram, everyone's was like, oh my God, they're your parents? I was like, yeah, my dad's turning 50, my mom's turning 46. Um, and everyone's like, but they look like they're in their 20s. Like,
1: Okay, they mild. look like they're in their, <laughs> like, 30s. Like, 30s like and yeah. 40s. Like.
0: I think my mom in some pictures looks like she could be mid-20s. Like yeah, 20s I think so. Yeah, my mom looks pictures. really young. She does. My dad looks like he's in his 30s.
2: Both of them are very good-looking people.
0: Yeah. Great jeans. But dreams. do you find it annoying that you still get ideas? I hate it. Do you? But just more because, like, I feel that they're people look smiling. at me less as an equal. Mm-hmm. They think, because I'm young, I look young, so they think especially if they think I don't look even 16, I don't feel like I'm taken seriously enough mm. because I'm a child, mm. um, which I really hate. And it annoyed me a lot in my last job because I'd get ID'd like whenever we were going out with uh, clients or I'd go to the pub with, with the people there and I'd get ID'd every time. I just, I hated it so much. Does um, it change
2: based on like what kind of makeup you wear or like what clothes you wear? Because women can make themselves look way older. No. Yeah, that's makeup. True.
0: No, because I, I get ID'd with my makeup on still as well. Um, hmm. And I'm pretty sure one of the times I got ID'd for Red Bull, I had makeup on. So, it's, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a blessing one day right yeah, now. Is, I
2: just much is. rather. It's just impractical. Yeah.
1: I don't really come into many situations where I need to get ID out, to be honest.
3: Yeah, that's when true. you don't drink,
2: so. Mm. And that's the main reason why you'd get ID'd. Yeah.
0: Today's specials are Dirty John, the Dave Chang Show and Vices Zing Zang. Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: well, <gem>.
2: I just <laughs> didn't want to mispronounce anything. Yes, I was Googling how to pronounce her name earlier today just to make sure that we got it right. Yeah.
1: Um, what if these people just have to This is names. how
2: this is how she pronounced <laughs> it, so I'm very confident I'm that it's okay. fine.
1: That was a joke. <laughs>
0: okay so i'll kick things off um my specials this week is yeah dirty john so it is a series on well it was originally released a few years back on an american like i don't know i don't know what network i think it's to do with nbc Mm -hmm. um but now it's on netflix and it's based actually on a podcast so it was originally a podcast um talking about the true life story of um Oh, I forgot the guy's name. John. Gertie. Oh. John, 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 John. I should know this. I have this. John, name. John, John, John. John, John, John.
1: <laughs> I want some John. Um, John. yummy. Bajon. Kimchi, John.
0: Um, yeah, so this series was originally based on a podcast, um, which detailed the life, well, not the life, but the the crimes done by uh, John Meehan. Meehan? Meehan? I think it's Meehan. Um... And yeah, so I haven't listened to the podcast. I'm going to listen to it because I did enjoy the series. Um, and one thing I don't I don't know if you know this about me, um, but I love true crime. Yeah, I like, know that about I'm you. Yes, obsessed with it. I've talked about it before. Uh, I oh, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I love it. Um, so I I always watch true crime shows or, or like mini documentaries on, on crime and stuff like that. And I think partly that was the reason why I studied law. I thought, oh, I'll go into crime. And then I realized there was like no money unless you were defending bad people. Yeah, Really? Um,
1: Is that a thing? So unless you're yeah. a defendant lawyer. Yeah, yeah. you oh, earn wow. way
0: more money. And I was like, I can't do that. I get very emotional and no. Um, but yeah, so I started watching this series. Um, it stars... Eric Barner as um oh, Eric Bana. Yeah, as John Meehan. And I love him. Me and Mom love him. We is think Is this he's a drama d- series? Yes. Yes, it's drama. Yeah. That's his drama. Um yeah, sorry to him as he's the bad guy, he's John Meehan. And Connie Britton as the love interest, the person mm. who he cons. So um, I mean this is gonna be massive spoilers, but I mean it's in the news because this guy committed crimes but um
2: john <laughs> i life. must i like excuse me for being completely not i
1: don't know who he like, is
2: a, like okay good i thought i was the
0: only one because you weren't saying anything i oh, actually don't know anything about this oh, okay so john was not a great man yeah he, uh, <laughs> he was basically uh, a con artist and and this in the uk and oh, no, i was american so in America, okay. yeah okay but um Long story short, like he's just extremely manipulative. Manipulative in this relationship, he ends up like taking loads of her money, mm. um ruins her relationship with her kids, where like they won't talk to her anymore. She'd like completely lost her family, um, but he'd also was like massive stalker, where he'd send abusive and terrifying messages to her daughters. Wait, does he have the
3: Maserati? Who he who? John, yes, John has the Maserati. He's doing errands for me today and he's going to fill it Why up. Why is he using your car for that? Where is his car? Where's your car? He uses my car because he does many things for me during the day that are very, very helpful and he enjoys driving the car. Does he tell you actually where he's going? Yes, I know where he's going. He's going to run errands. We should put a tracking device on the car. Veronica. Why are you laughing at me? Tra- Don't laugh at me. It's not funny. Well, sweetheart, a tracker on the car? Yes. What in the world for? Because then you will know the actual deal and if he's telling the truth or not. Okay. Well, if that's going to make you feel better about everything, then let's put a tracker on the car. You put the tracker on the car, okay? Oh. there's something wrong with him. Do you not see that? Yes. I know that's what you think. You've made it very clear. You've made it clear to me and you've made it clear to John. We both know, Veronica, that that's what you
0: think. He lied and to her and said he was a doctor. It turns out he wasn't a doctor. Um, and he was some kind... Of, he worked in a hospital, but what he'd do is he'd steal drugs from the hospital and he'd use... It on him. Oh, he, he was an anesthetic nurse okay. or something.
1: yeah. Anesthesiologist.
0: Anesthesi- a- Aesthesi- yeah. yeah, but he lied and said he was a doctor version, but he wasn't he was just the nurse virgin Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. only got into that profession because of his ex-wife who ended up divorcing him because he he cheated and then she found out he was stealing all the drugs and then he just basically carried that one here um and then i mean spoiler alert he gets killed because he tries to attack uh her daughter i think and she stabs him multiple times because she's like terrified because at this point he's like really badly stalking all of them and threatening their lives um, I've told you, I mean, more so of the story, but, um, the series was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoy, I mean, I enjoy any true crime. So that a big
1: crime or was it just like a long plate, like just conning her out of money and stuff, crime?
0: It was like a, a long crime, I guess. I oh, don't okay. know. Like... Because
1: you know how somebody's these like, they get into marriage, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and then he killed her and dismembered her or no or I don't think like he was end, ever there's gonna there's like get, get. Thing, no know.
0: he. I don't think he was ever gonna do that I think okay. his whole aim was he wanted to completely isolate her from the family and keep like, she was Oh, she was mad rich. I forgot to mention. She was like Oh, that's a very good yeah. detail for like Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I completely <laughs> forgot that. In my head I thought I'd said it. She was like she she was in a very very accomplished woman. She owned her own like um, interior design company, I think. Oh, yeah, really yeah. super rich. She paid for their like apartment and everything like that. He lived before he met her, he lived in like in a caravan park. It kind of combines two things I love, like, you know, relationships <laughs> and love <laughs> and crime. Just a dark twist Just a Dark a twist, relationships yeah. and
2: love.
1: A so, warning for anyone who yeah. wants to go out with him. <laughs> careful. How many episodes?
0: Uh, oh, I think it was like maybe 10. Um, it was
1: like an hour long, yeah. yeah. So, okay,
0: yeah, but it, it's really, really good. And I like it, anthology kind of series, yeah, because
1: they wrap up and it's like just that one, like so they can put all the effort into one solid yeah. series,
0: yeah. Did a good job. And uh, I, I like the cast a lot as well. Like, I liked Who played the Kids. So, do you watch Ozark? I don't know. Okay, well, um. I can't remember her name, but the girl who plays Ruth in Ozark plays one of the daughters here. And I, I just think she's brilliant. I loved her in Ozark, so she was in this as well. It was really good. Would recommend if you like true crime.
1: And I actually, I've never it. ever
0: gotten
2: into true crime, but then again, I've never really given it a chance. Mm, you oh, should. This is
1: a true crime podcast. They are very interesting. Are they? Yeah. It's like, I feel
0: like I could get hooked in, on
2: yeah, true you crime you get stuff.
0: Hooked. Sometimes it gives me nightmares, though, because I get really, really into it. and then You I start just... being suspicious of people. No, I'm just. I feel like I'm like overly trustful still. I sh- really shouldn't be
1: considering you're how really much
2: shouldn't.
0: I. Yeah. I like read and watch, but.
1: I'm always suspicious of people, anyway. So that
2: I feel mm. like if I got into true crime, it would make me very suspicious of people. Like you're gonna con me, or you're gonna mm. do something, and
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I can still differentiate in my brain, like, oh. I'm sure you're not a bad person. These, this thing only well, happens to the yeah, bad, people. You told me like, a story before we started recording.
1: That okay. I don't think that you could differentiate between bad people and not bad people. What,
0: what story did I tell?
1: Just what's happening.
0: Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? How?
1: Because you'd be like, oh, am I being robbed right now?
0: Oh, yes, I will. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Things go over my head sometimes. <laughs> it's just, I think I'm overly trustful. I think I don't... It, my immediate instinct isn't to... Be like, oh, hmm. Oh, my immediate hmm. instinct is to be like that.
2: Yeah.
1: So is mine.
2: I feel like I should. There should be a
0: balance. There definitely should be a balance, which I don't have. Neither. Yeah. I mean, I think you I have think a balance. I'm more, you're more so balanced, balanced more than so balanced. you. Yeah. I think Connor is definitely. You're one very, of very yeah. like suspicious. But to I think away. the
2: older I get, the more I lean towards one side, and I think that is must that be you influenced get or the with you. With that must be influenced with you. I mean, I'm <laughs> growing older with you, so.
0: Aww. It's been five years, guys. <laughs> oh, let's just give a round of applause. <laughs> anyway, who is next? What's your special, Connor?
1: So my special today <laughs> is um, some specific episodes of the Dave Chang show. It's a mm-hmm. podcast you can get on like all these things. So it's uh, Dave Chang, mm-hmm. the guy who does Ukyo Delicious that series oh, on Netflix. Yes. He's a very famous chef, owner of Momofuku. And major dom. He owns a lot of restaurants. He's a very accomplished chef. Asian activist, I guess. So he does um, a few episodes with Eddie Wong. Also a very really famous and accomplished chef, you know. Right yeah, out, fresh of the boat, all of this stuff. Um, and what a lot of people don't know about Eddie Wong is that he's a lawyer. Like, he went to law school, graduated, worked at, like, one of the top law firms in New York or yes, whatever. Yeah, he's very,
2: oh, very intelligent if you ever heard him, like, listen to his Really podcasts. well-spoken. Yeah.
1: Um, and anything that Eddie, like, does interview-wise and when they talk about subjects, I always listen. Because he's, he's got his way of explaining stuff, which is both, like, smart, but also not pompous, you know? Mm-hmm. So... What's interesting about this is that Eddie Eddie has not been quiet on stuff he doesn't like about Dave Chang in the mm-hmm. past. He's called him out. He's chatted him a lot in public. Um, but he still went on this podcast and he was just talking about... They were just discussing stuff. And one episode I really did like was uh, Momofuku, they released a their own chili oil, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Laogen master style chili oil. And Eddie was a bit, like, confused, because he was like, oh, this, like, it seems a bit, like, appropriating, like, Laogamore exactly. Um, I don't know, like, and he said that he was gonna tag David and call him out, like, in the comments <laughs> on Instagram, but he stopped himself, because he was gonna have a chat with him. And then, it just got into a really interesting and deep chat about, uh like, appropriation and what people should do with other people's cultures and like
2: specifically when it comes to food.
1: Specifically when it comes to food and how they should treat it and how they should respect it and um how he felt as a Taiwanese American about how um he first tried before Bauhaus opened, mm-hmm. uh I don't know if it was Momofuku, but one of David Chang's spots sold like Taiwanese guabaos and he was like very conflicted because this was a really nice guava and it was like the only one in New York but it was made by a Korean guy and not an mm-hmm. actual Taiwanese guy mm-hmm. so it's uh, a very interesting conversation about authenticity versus like pushing it out there you know mm-hmm. it's um, very
3: interesting
1: yeah it was just just when you hear them talk it sounds like two friends talking but two friends are really smart and really know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and there was a bit in the episode I'm not going to say too much because I want you guys to listen to it but there was a bit in the episode when um Eddie, instead of just coming and being really, like, aggressive with it and just being like, nah, this is shit, you should, you should, like, pay tribute back to La Gama and all these original chili oil makers, he came up with an actual, like, proposition and, like, a solution to Dave Chang, which was, like, I think you should print a QR code on the label that links to a video of you talking about, like, where the ingredients come from, the history behind chili oil and chili sauce. And and they kind of, like, do um off-section, what are they called? divert you know when you like talk about something but then you go off topic
2: off yeah they go off topic yeah
1: so they diverge off topics into like re- other interesting conversations about food and culture and how they um, how they open up restaurants as well and oh, like how cool. they run their restaurants individually and their thoughts behind it and just like food culture around what and it's just like you never hear like Asian representation's representation is really cool right when you see them but yeah. when you like see them like crossover like your favorite tv shows Mm -hmm. it's super interesting because like these are two very different people with very different views but they're talking to each other Mm -hmm. especially with chefs and like i know eddie wong is like super vocal when he doesn't like something he goes on radio or or and be like i hate this like they didn't do this right um two passionate people about asian representation talking about food culture and they both are successful like really successful
3: is i think like my mom always said this because when I was like 12, I also wanted to be normalized. Like, I, mom, give me kid cuisine. I was like the fundamental, this is a formative moment in my life. I wanted to have white people lunch. And it's the pilot of Fresh Out the Boat. It's the most important story in the book. The one day I tried to normalize and brought kid cuisine to school, someone pushed me down in the lot lunch line when I was microwaving my food, said, chinks, get to the back. And it changed my life. It changed my life. And like, I never wanted to be normal again. I was like, Nah. Like, I don't want to ever look like a chink that's trying to be white or trying to be normal or, or whatever. And I was like, I'm me and I got to be proud of it. Yeah. And if I want to eat chicken nuggets, I'm going to eat chicken nuggets because I want to eat chicken nuggets. I'm not eating chicken nuggets because I'm embarrassed to eat chasalbao, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the thing with those shelves and the normalization is, I think America's mentality has to be now, and, and just countries in general, even outside of food, if you want to sell something ethnic, Let us sell it. Give us yourself space. Take your money off the top. Everybody could eat. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, if you want to sell our stuff, do it. Do it with us. Do it our way. Let us tell our story. Because you're not going to tell our story better than us. And I think Americans just generally need to start to be like, look, if I want this, I'm going to get it from the source. You cannot have the expectation that everything's going to be spoon-fed and general toast chicken for you. You know what I mean? Like, we are done watering our shit
2: down. I haven't listened to it, but I can already appreciate the fact that it seems like criticism that's productive rather than just Mm -hmm. hating.
1: Productive criticism for sure.
2: Um, It
0: must just be a very... I want to listen to this, like an interesting conversation to hear uh, between the two of them.
2: Because I think criticism is always really important. You should be able to Uh call things out, but you should also be able to offer a solution
1: yeah. yeah I don't know if we offered any solutions in the last episode mm.
0: Mm. well we did we, we, <laughs> by saying the criticisms I know how they can do better <laughs> but you know I agree because I think crit- having open conversations about criticisms um, is an opportunity for growth um for both sides and, and a big up yeah. to dave
1: chang for like he knew eddie would come on and like mm-hmm. basically say well, what is your company doing and
2: that's brave, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. brave. And, like ripped apart definitely. on his own show as well yeah it's, it's pretty cool cool um, i'm anyway, gonna yeah. listen to that they're both yeah.
1: awesome guys and you should definitely listen to their stuff
2: so my one is the last special and i'm doing it on um Xing which is the executive uh, executive editor at Vice Media and she specializes specializes in women's and LGBTQ rights, politics, culture, lifestyle, and is also the author of a book series called Forgotten Woman, which is just a, a collection of all these she, forgotten accomplished women throughout history and the world. Who I've got that right.
1: Is she a journalist? By
2: she's choice. a she's mm-hmm. a editor at Vice. So yeah, yeah she's a journalist. A journalist yeah. 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 Um, and we actually reached out to her to just just on the chance that she might say yes. You know, if there's another lockdown, people say yes to funny things. And <laughs> if she says yes to guesting on Rice is Rice, then that's amazing. But um, she did a series recently that me and Connor watched mm-hmm. on Vice, um, just on their YouTube channel called Empires of Dirt. And it's a three- three-part we asked you this earlier it's a three-part series on how the british empire essentially um pillaged and gained most of the wealth that it has now through the suffering of other countries Mm. and the three episodes are on the railways in india because you know how the major argument is like oh well i mean we gave them the railway systems it's like fine right that we like Colonize all of India and then split them into pieces. Um, the second one is about um, how our entire banking system in the UK is essentially born out of the slave trade. Um, and how...
1: And how our taxes, until like a few years ago, paid for reparations. Yeah, until like boys.
2: 2014 or yeah. 15, something crazy like mm. that. To pay for reparations, not for the... Slaves Slaves. that were emancipated, but for the slave owners who, by their books, lost out on their property. Mm.
1: Um, And then, basically, the whole series is a takedown of the British Empire. Mm
2: -hmm. And the third, which I found really interesting and is something that I wanted to get into more uh, briefly, is the the Opium Wars and and how the British basically basically... Yeah, the British basically were, were a drug cartel um, for the whole of China and got them hooked on opium Then started a war when China was like, can you not give us any more opium because our people were dying. So like a brief history, oh.
1: basically. Uh, so China, so they wanted a lot of stuff from China. You know, they have tea, they have silk, they have a lot of important exports. Yeah. Britain had nothing to give to China because China was like why do we need anything from you guys? Mm-hmm. Like, we're China. We so the only thing that they found was mm-hmm. that because they, they owned India, they owned a lot of these poppy fields. Mm-hmm. And from poppy comes opium, yeah. the mm-hmm. drug. So they were, like, shipping opium to, like, these port cities in China and they were getting people hooked. So they were creating a a market a need for opium.
2: Yeah, and a crazy portion of the population, like fifteen percent, were no, addicted, addicted, like oh my dependent gosh, on no opium.
0: Idea.
1: So when the Emperor heard about this, they were like, okay, close supports, don't trade in Britain, because our citizens are gonna like, you know, yeah. go down a rabbit hole and fuck their lives up and all that. And then like the entitled white people, Empire Empire Britain was, they were like, excuse me, we were doing something here, we've got to fuck you up now and they brought like the entirety of the british naval force on china. Oh, so and they had, like they had no chance. It was like junks versus battleships, like mm-hmm. proper.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And they like decimated china cuz they basically wanted to keep the chinese people addicted to opium.
2: Yeah. But it's just like the the what's the saying? It's like it's adding insult uh, insult to injury or the other way around, something like that. Um, Towards the end of the Opium Wars, the way that it ended was basically they came up with a treaty, which was very unfair for the Chinese because it basically meant that the British said, all right, you give us Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. that's ours, and we can use it as like a port city. Um, And also you have to pay for all of the opium that you destroyed because technically they were our property. And like it's a a book that I'm reading about it. It's basically the equivalent of like, say, the Mexican drug cartels that Mm -hmm. the Americans are so angry about moved into the southern states, Texas, Arizona, and got everyone addicted to cocaine. And then when the Americans say, can you not do that? The Mexicans start an all out war and also say, you have to pay for the cocaine that you stole from us, that you confiscated from us. And it's like, this is an illegal drug trade that was allowed by the entire United Kingdom. Mm. Um, Which is mad that we don't learn about this throughout education but mm-hmm. um i what really appreciated this series f- called empires of dirt um hosted by zing zing um
1: it wasn't long ago as well this was no it like wasn't long ago you can the watch the turn it. of the turn of the 20th century basically mm-hmm. the second opium War finished
0: oh damn i did not know about this yeah 1800s yeah
2: um just to add to her work as well so i'm not just talking about one piece of work that she's done because she's way broader yeah. than that she's also done a podcast since March twenty twenty, so when all the lockdown stuff was kicking off, called United Zingdom. Yes. Yeah, and she, she yeah. you saw that. And she talks about kind of different facets of the British identity through the lens of her as a Singaporean. Um trying to decide whether she should get her british passport and trying to mull over what it means to be british in the first place and the yeah. first episode is speaking to someone from liverpool and talking about the scouse identity and mm-hmm. it's like so much that i never knew about how scouse people saw themselves mm-hmm. yeah um and yeah i mean i'm trying to consume way more of her because i think she's She's a great journalist and definitely someone that I want to follow. We arrest drug dealers. We criminalize people, mainly black and brown people, for possessing small amounts of drugs like weed. We do this because drugs are bad. Unless, of course, it's your government that's dealing the drugs. Like that time the British Empire got China hooked on opium. Empires of Dirt a show about Europeans getting rich at the expense of everyone else. But that's all three of our specials this week.
1: Yep. A very short and quick condensed episode.
2: I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So that's our episode this week. If you want to listen to more of our episodes, you can catch us every Wednesdays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the major platforming platforming podcasting platforming, pla- platforming <laughs> podcast <laughs>
3: um,
2: and all the major podcasting platforms you can also follow us at rice's rice pod on instagram at rice's rice underscore pa- pod on I, honestly <laughs> I can't okay? talk I think I'm getting really hot so it's like just uh, fucking with the, the way, way I, I speak rice's um, rice, speak rice, rice underscore pod <laughs> <laughs> that's my best part <laughs> <laughs> you for the support <laughs> on twitter and rice is rice on youtube which we will yeah. eventually
0: post on oh we website. have um, a Facebook page now as well so oh, yeah. give us a oh, like yeah. it's just Rice that is, is also pod,
1: at yeah. Rice's Rest Pod
0: yeah it's the yeah. same it's the same we'll find it um, so give us a like there uh, it's pretty much the same content and you can going see
1: out. all these links and all the episodes downloadable as well on our website um, at riceisfrice.buzzsprout.com
0: yes and don't forget guys to leave a review um, we'd really appreciate it and we really like to hear what you guys think
1: please please leave us a review <laughs>
0: please please <laughs>
1: And don't forget, every Wednesday, get some rice in your life.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.
2: Doesn't it sound like you can be wrapped to.
0: Yes, it can.
2: Um, I suppose you can rap to anything else. Yeah. if you're good enough. Yeah. Which I'm not.
1: Akina, my demeanor. Go. <laughs> Go what?
0: rap to me he's such a granddad it's that face both him and Jerry pull the same face a serious annoyance where you're like I feel like I should get scared at the same time I find it funny (laughs) Uh, time to start okay